0: Hello, everyone. I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week, we're talking about some of the old wives' tale about inducing labor and some of the methods that we have actually tried. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to Meet Baby Baby H. H.
1: Before we get into this, I just have to address the negativity about this topic We totally understand that most of these are just myths, and they might help your body prepare for labor, but they're not actually going to put you into labor.
0: Rachel has definitely gotten to the point where she's not really enjoying pregnancy anymore, and we're ready to meet Edison. So if there are some of these weird methods that might help speed up the process, and we know that it's not going to hurt Rachel or Edison, then we figured, why not give it a try?
1: I get so mad when people say, the baby will come when it's ready. I know that going into labor is not on my timeline, but I also don't think that it's on Edison's either. I think that Edison and I are on God's timing and we are just along for the ride. But doing some of these things has kept me entertained and makes me feel like I am doing something to prepare for labor. So why not give it a try?
0: To start this off, we're going to go through what actually needs to happen in your body for labor to start. So, the very first thing is that your baby needs to descend into your pelvis and rest on your cervix so that it will dilate.
1: The process of cervical change begins with the pressure from your baby, um, but your cervix needs to do two things it needs to thin, which is referred to as effacement, and it needs to dilate, which is the opening of the cervix.
0: A lot of that is going to happen through contractions, and that's how you're going to know that this process may have started. You need to have very consistent contractions for labor to be started. Most doctors will tell you until your contractions are five minutes apart, you need to stay at home.
1: It's also very possible to be dilated for several weeks before you actually go into labor. It can be a very slow dilation process, or you can go from 0 to 10 in one day.
0: A lot of movies are going to depict people going into labor by their water breaking, and while that is definitely a way that you could go into labor, only 10% of pregnancies end with a water breaking.
1: So a lot of these methods that we're going to talk about today are believed to start some of these things of descending your baby or starting contractions, because those are the things that actually need to happen for you to go into labor.
0: The most common and probably most talked about way to speed up the labor process is walking or curb walking. We did talk about it a little bit in the last episode, but the basic idea of this is to walk on multiple different levels so that gravity can help lower the baby. This does not necessarily mean that you have to curb walk where you step up on the curb and then down onto the road. It could really just mean going on a lot of walks or even just taking a hike. Rachel did try curb walking and she fell and hasn't tried it since, but we have gone on quite a few walks and they have definitely seemed to help because after those walks, Rachel's talking a lot more about contractions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do feel after I do some physical activity that my uterus is contracting a little bit. It's just Braxton Hicks at this point, which really just feels like your uterus gets really hard and then kind of releases. But it is kind of cool that it is working.
0: If nothing else, it's just nice for us to be able to get outside and take a little walk. We used to do this a lot and go on fairly long hikes. But we aren't doing that as much anymore. And we're definitely doing this in like one mile, more often probably half a mile increments. But even just a little bit of doing stuff outside is nice.
1: I should mention that some of these are PG-13. So if you're uncomfortable talking about some of the more natural ways that babies are brought into this world, you might want to stop listening now. But another method that people say Can induce labor is having sex. The same way that the baby was made is the same way to get the baby out. And that's for a couple different reasons. One is that semen contains this ingredient that is also used in medications that are used to start labor. So the belief is that semen can start the process of thinning and dilating your cervix. But on top of that, a really essential hormone in labor is oxytocin, which is the love hormone. And so when you're connecting with your partner, and that can even be done by like cuddling, you just feel loved and that releases oxytocin and oxytocin starts labor.
0: There's a lot of benefits to this one. And obviously we have tried it, but we're not going to go into detail. here. <laughs> Another way is evening primrose oil. So basically it's this essential oil that is believed to help thin and soften the cervix, which preps it for labor. You can take it orally or a pill. And we have not really tried this one for a couple of different reasons. One of the big ones is there's a lot of these like fragrance things that I'm allergic to and don't have a lot of great reactions to. So we just don't want to deal with that in the house.
1: I also just feel kind of weird about it, so we are not trying the evening primrose oil. Another method is nipple stimulation, and this one is actually scientifically proven. Nipple stimulation will contract your uterus, which is why a lot of doctors will recommend that you don't try to collect colostrum, which is that first form of breast milk, before you hit full term, so 37 weeks pregnant.
0: One of the reasons they want you to wait until 37 weeks is that one of the biggest concerns about a baby being born early is lung development. Usually if a baby is in the NICU, it is something to do with their lungs. And at 37 weeks, that's kind of the earliest point that they are for sure that your baby's lungs are going to be fully developed. So doctors will say it's okay to start collecting colostrum or hand expressing around 37 weeks because if that baby was born, it would be able to breathe on your own. That's also one of the reasons that we feel a little more comfortable doing some of these methods now.
1: Another method is acupuncture or acupressure, and they're a little bit different. Acupuncture is when someone inserts tiny needles into specific points of your body, and it's used for a lot of things outside of pregnancy to promote like blood circulation and healing of your nerves, and things like that. But specifically for labor, it can target points that stimulate cervical change and can encourage contractions.
0: If you don't really want to go the pins and needles route, there's acupressure, which is applying physical pressure to specific parts of your body, and that can also help induce labor. So there's some spots just above your ankle, your Achilles tendon, the palm of your hands, and even this little spot between your pointer finger and your thumb. And that is something that Rachel's probably going to try a little bit more as we get closer and is probably going to skip the acupuncture route.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would enjoy the needles. You already get poked and prodded enough during pregnancy. So I guess if you're really desperate, go the acupuncture route. But I'm going to try just the acupressure.
0: The next one here is probably my favorite, but I thought early on it was going to be the worst. So... In the hospital during labor, it's very common for the mom to use an exercise ball, and it's basically just this really big bouncy ball that they sit on, and it can kind of help open up your hips and just make it a lot easier to deliver your baby. But you can also get these at home, and we got one quite a few weeks ago. I thought it was going to be awful because we'd have this giant ball just to deal with in the house and roll all over the place, but it is now my new desk chair, and I think it's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the idea behind the ball is that it kind of loosens your hips and pelvis, encouraging the baby to move down and dilating your cervix. I have had this exercise ball since about 32 weeks pregnant. It doesn't really do a whole lot as far as I can tell. I mean, it does help loosen the hips, which is nice to kind of relieve pressure. But as far as inducing labor, I've been doing this for a month now and it hasn't.
0: If you are planning on picking one of these up, we would recommend that you get a larger height than the ones that are marketed for women. The ones that are marketed for women are meant to be used during exercising, and it's just a little bit short because they don't think that you're sitting on it. So if you get the one that's marketed for men or just is a little bit taller, that might be the better option to go because you can sit with your knees at a 90 degree angle.
1: I like to look up some workouts on YouTube specifically with an exercise ball because then I feel like I'm doing something a little bit more productive than just bouncing on it or rolling on it.
0: Another option is membrane stripping or sweeping. And this is not something you can do at home on your own. Your doctor has to do this and it's something they might do later on if they feel like you should be having your baby soon and your body hasn't gone far enough in the process.
1: You have to be a little bit dilated to have this done. Basically, what your doctor will do is try to separate the amniotic sac from the wall of your uterus. It is possible that your water actually breaks during this process, or I've seen a lot of women have contractions will start very shortly after. So it is something that your doctor is going to wait until you hit a specific week, and every doctor is different and will tell you I can't do it until this time. For me, if my doctor offers it, I think I will take them up on the offer.
0: It doesn't really sound like the most comfortable thing in the world. For some reason in my mind, I imagine this like you're scraping the inside of a pumpkin and that just sounds very awful. But if you are later in the process, this is a pretty surefire way that you're going to be in labor pretty soon. So it's definitely an option out there.
1: So those were some of the physical things that you can do. But there's also a lot of edible options that people say can help with labor.
0: The very first one is castor oil. So it works kind of like a laxative and it's going to clear out your system and really encourage your body to have contractions. What you're going to see throughout most of these edible options is that most of them are laxatives as well. They are just gonna help your body start contracting. Rachel has read a lot of questionable things about castor oil and it possibly being harmful. So I think that we're gonna skip this one.
1: Yeah, it is really interesting when you're looking through why people believe that these things help with labor. And the reasoning behind most of these is that it causes gastrointestinal distress, which just sounds so unpleasant.
0: (laughs) As we've gotten closer and closer to Edison being here, we have learned a lot more about the labor and delivery process, and there are so many people that compare labor to going to the bathroom, and I think it's just because there's nothing else that you really can compare it to, but we've also noticed with all of these things, they just are there to make you go.
1: (laughs) Another thing along those lines is eating spicy food for the exact same reason. They believe it will upset your stomach enough to start contractions. I'm not avoiding spicy food, but I'm not like actively seeking the spiciest things I can find.
0: What I find particularly interesting about this one is that throughout pregnancy, Rachel's tolerance for spicy food has definitely gone down. Things that were not spicy before are really spicy to Rachel. And so when they say spicy food, I don't really know how hot they're trying to go because even the simplest stuff like Dijon mustard is spicy to Rachel right now.
1: Another food is dates. And these ones are actually a little bit more studied and proven to work about 90% of the time in cervical change. So they look like little raisins. I don't know what they actually are, but I'm kind of scared to try them because I don't like raisins.
0: Rachel is 100% an eat with your eyes kind of person. If it does not look appealing, she is not going to touch it. (laughs) One of the new things Rachel has tried in trying to induce labor is red raspberry leaf tea. This is something that Rachel has read all over the place that it encourages a strong uterus. So once you start contracting, your contractions are going to be more efficient.
1: I am drinking the labor prep tea from the company Pink Stork, which is a great company for just women's health in general at any stage in your journey. I really recommend that you look up the different supplements and teas that they have. But I started drinking one cup a day at 34 weeks. And it tastes kind of like green tea to me. I didn't think I was going to like it and was happily surprised. And you can have up to three cups of this a day. So around 36 weeks, I think I'm going to start drinking about two cups a day. And then maybe eventually I'll up it to three cups a day.
0: We've read a lot of reviews about this tea, and most women that have drank the pink stork red raspberry leaf tea have all had very short labors, and they really are convinced that that is because of the tea. Now, this is something that's really hard to fact check or really know, because you don't know how that labor would have been if they didn't do that, and even if they've had multiple kids where they didn't do this, every labor is so different. So, We can't be for sure, but we have seen so many reviews that it shortens the labor process. And if you don't mind how it tastes, why wouldn't you try to shorten the process?
1: Right. And it's just good for you in general. Like the things that are in the tea are very healthy for you. So I'm drinking it.
0: (laughs) Another thing that you can drink is pineapple juice or just eating a lot of pineapple. And this is believed that it's going to start contractions rachel is not a very big fruit person so we definitely have gone the juice route and you really do want to make sure that it's a hundred percent juice if you do go that way because a lot of times they're like supplemented with other things
1: i personally like cranberry pineapple juice better than just pineapple juice but i did buy some because why not
0: So those are just some of the things that you can do as far as eating and drinking different things. But there's also quite a few things that you can do mentally or emotionally to prep your body for labor.
1: One of the best ways to get your body ready for labor is to do things that make you happy. Because when you're happy or when you feel loved, you release that oxytocin hormone, which is essential in your labor. If you're familiar with inducing, a common drug that is used is pitocin. And pitocin is supposed to mimic oxytocin and help with labor. So if you can get that hormone going in your body naturally, then why not?
0: Some of the easiest ways to do this is just do the things that make you happy. So for Rachel, a lot of that is taking baths. She loves to cuddle, taking naps, massages, and spending time with family.
1: Also getting a pedicure every now and then.
0: (laughs) So there's so many things that you can do, but make sure that at the end of your pregnancy, you're still doing the things that you enjoyed before.
1: Another thing that you can do to kind of get in the right mental state is to meditate or pray about it. Fear can really block a lot of that oxytocin. And so you just want to make sure that you're trying to stay grounded and Get rid of any negative feelings that you have going into the labor process because once your body really feels like you're ready for this momentous event to happen, it's gonna start the snowball effect.
0: You really wanna just try to relax and just let nature take care of everything. Sometimes it can be really difficult because you feel like you're doing all this stuff to prep for the baby and it's stressful, but. Just take a moment and breathe and just calm down. It's all going to be all right. And the more relaxed you can be and the happier you can be, the easier your labor process is going to be.
1: We have been trying some of these methods for a couple of weeks now, and Edison is still cozy and cooking in there. But like I said, it is nice to feel like I'm doing something to get this process going, even if we are just waiting for it to happen on God's time
0: it has been fun to read stories of people trying some of these methods and going into labor but for now we're just taking it day by day
1: next time we are going to talk about making plans for postpartum thanks for joining us see you next time